kid. Mike and Nolan, are you ready to bring the fuego? As always. Ready to bring fire to the field, baby. Let's play ball. So can you both share with us your personal journey in baseball? I'm gonna, so I'm Mike McGinnis. I'm going to defer this one to Nolan Long because this is going to be a much more fun. All right. I'm Nolan Long. My path in baseball, I've been playing ever since I could remember. I guess I just was given the opportunity to play at the next level and at every level I played. And so I went to high school in Connecticut. I was actually committed to the University of Rhode Island my junior year to go play baseball. I actually also played basketball. And after my senior year, I had a great year in both baseball and basketball. So I decided to go to prep school and to attain a basketball scholarship as well. That summer, I also got drafted by the San Francisco Giants out of my senior year of high school. I did not sign. I did that year of prep, played both basketball and baseball there, and got my basketball scholarship as well as able to play baseball. I went to Wagner College in Staten Island, New York, a small Division I school. Had a couple good years there and was drafted by the Dodgers. And I'm still working my way up the ladder with them and got hooked down with Fuego. And this has just been a great ride, to say the least. That's uh, the Cliff Notes version of my path. I'm a pitcher, by the way. I don't know if I clarified that. But, yeah, that's just kind of like where baseball has taken me. And I'm still trying to play at the next level every time I take the field. What's your story, Mike? <laughs> That's your my, my story sucks compared to that. It's weak. No, and Nolan also was sandbagging the fact that he's a tall boy. That helps. He's like you, Sammy. Y'all hunt birds with a rake, whereas yeah. I just watch. No, my story with baseball is I just love baseball. I kind of got away from it after high school. Again, we're a baseball family, though. My brother's in the game. He's a big league pitching coach. And I'm on the board of the D.C. Grays, do a lot of stuff with the RBI. So, again, just keeping – baseball in the peripheral as much as I could while also understanding I was a guy that could probably never be back on a field. And then when it came to Clean Fuego, uniquely, just being an older, bigger brother, one spring training, I was chatting with Connor, my younger brother, and we were talking about all the drills they were doing, how spring training was going, and we started chatting about spin efficiency and hockey pucks. And there was this kind of just unique moment of y'all are a multi-million dollar organization. Why are you throwing hockey tools for baseball? So we again started talking more about spin efficiency and the fact there's nothing out there. And it was just this epiphany moment of Connor, if we printed a ball, you think your guys might like it. And he was like, we got a million and one things going on, but hell, if you want to give it a shot guy, go ahead and, and give it a shot. And so I don't know if you have brothers or siblings, Sammy, but it was like challenge accepted, homie. So I'm going to go and I'm going to run around and see what I can scavenge up. And I got connected with a really close friend of mine, Ronald, who used to do contract work with NASA, brilliant mechanical engineer. And I said, I think we got a unique opportunity here to help guys throw better. If you cut a baseball, it's filled with yarn and all kinds of stuff. So how can we work around the yarn and figure out a way to cut a baseball to provide this visual feedback? And Two years, 42 prototypes later, most of those 42 prototypes were uh, field tested. Nolan, I think, field tested almost every single one. Uh, Maybe broke most of them as well, which was great. Now, what people don't get about field testing is you want to break it because you learn when you break it. But again, 42 prototypes, two years, and then we rolled out a week before COVID and boom, COVID hit. But luckily, we've been very lucky in the sense that 
Clean Fuego is being adopted not only by guys like Kershaw and Doolittle and Matz and the others. It's being adopted by guys like you, Sammy. It's being adopted by guys that are really digging into learning about the game themselves and developing the fundamental mechanics that they want to take to get to what no one's trying to do. And just seeing that spectrum that we've thrown this net over, if you will, has been really cool to watch. Like you just said, Clean Fuego seemed to gain a tremendous following after the Joe Kelly video when he broke his window, even with that massive net. I hope everybody saw it already. If not, I just spoiled it for you. But can you tell us this backstory on how that happened and what he was trying to work on? It was one of those things, again, we didn't know we were launching before COVID. So my marketing, just to get into the minutiae, plan was very organic marketing. We were blessed that we got to work with pro guys and we were going to have this very natural organic marketing of disseminating through guys throwing it in bullpen. Guys throwing it in warm-up, people going out to the park and seeing, you know, this you know, Justin Dunn warming up with the clean fuego. Dad, what's that? I got to get my hand. And so we thought that there was going to be this great opportunity for these organic eyes to be on fuego. And that just flew out the window. <laughs> and it was this, oh, man, moment of, okay, <laughs> yeah, how can I readjust my entire marketing plan that I've been coming up with for six months in the next two days? And so to your question directly, Sammy, of what's the backstory with the Joe Kelly video, it was we want guys, pro guys, minor league guys, college coaches, demonstrating their use of clean fuego in the backyard. Because just like you, Sammy, 15 years old, high school guy, you're not in a multi-million dollar facility, you're thrown in the backyard. Just like Joe Kelly, or just the Sean Doolittle video. Those guys were thrown in their backyard too. And what was cool was, we were trying to get Joe to show change-ups, show how you're throwing the change-up. We're trying to get into outside of just fastballs. Why don't we have some of these guys, if we can, throw some different pitches and God bless Joe was working on that changeup and just sailed on it, went arm side high and took off and God bless him. God bless his wife on just having that happen. And they posted it and it went viral and we just ran with it, which was great. And yes, you're right. It, it did help cast a wider net. We were in the tank at the top of the mountain, but that's really what kind of pushed us over the side. Yeah. So both y'all know I'm a huge fan of clean Fuego and use it regularly. In fact, when I first got it, I did an experiment with it to see how it would impact my forcing fastball. My pitch went from 85 spin efficiency and to a week later it being 90 to 100. And I also gained 200 RPM to my overall spin. So do you guys have other examples of people using it to improve their pitches or even adding a new pit because they were using it? I always spun my fastball pretty efficiently. This is just from my perspective, but I do have other stories very similar to your experience. My fastball always spun cleanly, and it's just kind of like one of those things where I didn't know it was spinning cleanly. I didn't know when I was cutting my fastball, which happens every once in a while, but I just had to trust myself before Fuego. I had to be like, okay, that didn't feel right, and now i got to figure out how to clean that back up when I really didn't have that tool to do so. With Fuego, it was just like you play catch and it just locks you in on the back of the ball. It forces you to spin it cleanly, just rip down the back of the ball and just stay behind it. Oh, another one of my uh, catch partners that I have back home, he's with the Pirates. He threw a four-seam and a two-seam fastball at the exact same spin efficiency. His was in the mid-70s, low-80s. He wasn't familiar with spin efficiencies, really. He wasn't familiar with that kind of those Rapsodo readings. Because like I'm around it all the time, I, I saw him throw his fastballs to me, 
and I can see the spin. I can see it's, it wasn't great. And I was like, hey, man, try these, throw these. And he would throw it, and it was wobbling, cut. And he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like this. I, don't like I was like, just try and throw it cleanly. Just try to just get your palm to face me just a shade more. Just have it evenly come off your finger. All the mental cues that we say on our platforms, it was literally the cookie cutter, you got to look for this, because it was wobbling, it was cutting, it was doing everything under the sun. And I was like, you just got to throw it like this. Just find it. And then the light bulb went off. He threw one cleanly. And then from here on out, now he spins everything 95 to 100%. And now he honestly banged his two-seamer because his four-seamer just got that much better. And he, he even had a spike in velo too. He was like a, a low 90s guy. And cleaning up that release, instead of coming down the side of the ball like he was unknowingly, getting down the back of the ball, cleaning up that release, his fastball jumped to mid to upper 90s. So is there an age limit for people who should work with Clean Fuego? So my lawyer says 13 and up. <laughs> no, yeah, we're cracking up. Sorry. No, 13 and up is what we recommend. So the honest, real, straightforward answer, though, is, and you guys will get this. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two finger grip. That's really where you would want to start with clean fuego because, again, if you're still palming the ball, if you don't have a two-finger grip, you're not really going to be getting anything out of it. Again, we can argue that, but if we're staying into 30,000 foot, two-finger grip, and then, again, 13 years old. Now, I will backtrack on myself a little bit and say if you have the right oversight, counselor, coach, trainer, whomever is working on you with these things and they're confident in what they're doing and you, and Sammy, we talked about this before we got on the call, as an athlete, understand your own body, you should be able to experiment with anything. And again, it's your understanding of when, okay, that's not right for me. This isn't the thing that I want to do. That's the mental ball that you want to have click. And so for us, and we say this with Fuego all the time, there's no panacea in baseball. There's no one size fits all. Anything is this. You're a pitcher. You stand on the mound. The way that I reflect it is, as you're learning baseball, you build up all that dirt to create your own mound to stand on. And you got to figure out what works best for you. And so to go back to your other question on have you seen progress with Fuego? Absolutely. But I also don't like to think that Fuego is the only reason that guy saw that. I like to think, Sammy, you used Fuego, but there were some other things that you were probably doing that complemented and supported that overall throw to make you more efficient. Was Fuego one of the things that did it? Absolutely. But I don't want to ever think that Fuego was the one thing that did that because I know you put in a lot of work outside of just throwing the Fuego both mentally and physically to improve yourself. But to go back though to the original question, because I apologize, I went off on the tangent on what age group, again, we have a 5.25 ounce clean Fuego, which is the regulation weight clean Fuego. It's a great starting point, obviously, because it's what you're using in game time. So what we say is, again, 13, but start with the five ounce, see if you like it. And if you do and you want to grow and you want to expand and maybe get into a little bit of that weighted ball program, then you can adopt the eight. But the short answer is 13 and up, two finger grip. So I have a question mainly for Nolan here. So what is your favorite pitch to work on with Clean Fuego and why do you like that pitch so much? So it's my fastball, no doubt. Just because being a relief pitcher, I'm going out there for one, maybe two innings. 
So my bread and butter, what's got to be there is if I'm coming out of the bullpen, when was the last time you saw a Major League Baseball game where a guy was coming out of the bullpen and his fastball had no life to it? Like you got guys coming out of the bullpen, everyone throws gas. Everyone's got that fastball that they can blow by guys. And what helps with Fuego is to be able to get a fastball by a by a barrel is to have that efficient spin. So like that to me, it was like, it's okay, no doubt I'm throwing my fastball with it. I throw Fuego every day, pretty much all heaters, all fastballs, because if that's what's going to get me my outs or that's going to be like what I base breaking pitches off, my, my changeup off of, I would like to have that top of the pyramid, my fastball, I would like to have that be as efficient as possible, as effective as possible. So the fastball, no doubt. So on this podcast, we like to end with more just a fun question, not try to make your brains hurt for this one. So if you all didn't know, Bieber and Bauer just won the NAL Cy Young Awards. Who do you all got winning next year? Next. Some predictions here. Okay. Wow. Wow. I thought you said you didn't want to make my head hurt. <laughs> head throw hurt. out a name. No, I'm trying to I'm think who's going to be. No, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna no, I got to be. got to be a little bit impressive gonna, here. I'm Hold on, yeah. Show our, show our. I say Walker Buehler. That's not because I'm in the Dodgers organization. I really do think it's going to be Walker Buehler. I think it'll be Buehler. Yes. If we're going to go Dodgers, I could say D-Man Goss. Because I think that they were, what, four and five on the Rookie of the Year voting? I am a huge fan of Garrett Cole. If we're talking American, a huge fan. Yeah. That guy's just an absolute dog. I don't know. Now my my head is soup right now because I know. Yeah, no, I'm thinking all these names, guys. I thought this was going to be fun. Now, <laughs> no, this got all stressful. I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah, you can go. I Cole. say Cole and Bueller. I'll take that. I'll second that. Yeah, I, I can agree with that one. Especially being a Yankees fan, I, I wouldn't complain with uh, Cole winning it next year. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. Because I could also see a, a nice little Yankee Dodger 2021. We always end up talking about Yankees Dodgers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just what the world needs. I know. <laughs> so, where can people find out more about you and your resources? Sorry, say that again. I'm sorry. So, where can people find out more about you and your resources? Where are you all at? So, Clean Fuego, we have a very strong social media presence on Instagram which we really consider our central hub of information. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And we're all under the handle Clean Fuego. Perfect. And you can check us out there. And no underscores, no caps. We're no just, numbers. yeah, we're Clean Fuego. And you can also find, we got the unicorn fastballs. You can find us. And then we were talking those UFO changeups earlier. That's another way you can find us as well. But again, we're a startup, we're a small family business, and we respond to everybody. And that's our kind of big push right now is not only can we provide a training device that can help ball players improve their game and get an edge, but at the same time, how can we be supportive of you improving baseball? How can we make you a better baseball player? How can Clean Fuego be supportive of the path and the journey that you're taking and dedicating to your professional playing career, 
how can we supplement and be supportive of that? So I'm only mentioning that because, and Sammy, you've probably seen this as well, shoot us a direct message, send us a text, hit us up on the website. If you have a question, Nolan and I and the rest of the team, we're here to answer and be supportive of you. So don't ever hesitate to reach out because I can promise you, if you shout at Clean Fuego, it's not shouting into a cave. You're shouting into a room full of people. Perfect. Thank you so much for playing ball. Appreciate you having us out on the Thank field. Hey, it's Sammy here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I would like to ask for your help. Tell me what questions you would like answered. If you could also take a moment to review the show. The algorithms are taking into account how many ratings and reviews I get. The more reviews, the more people they restore the podcast with. And don't forget to play ball, kid.